Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Father Andrew Mattingly. I am a Catholic priest in Kansas City, Missouri, and this is a podcast where I post homilies and random other stuff that I might teach or speak about. Hope you find something useful and maybe even inspiring. God bless you. Shortly after World War II, uh, one day in Paris, there was a group of three boys that were friends with each other, all about 13 years old, uh, two Catholics and a Jewish boy. And they were feeling sort of in a mischievous mood on this particular day. So the two Catholic boys dared their Jewish friend to go into the Cathedral of Notre Dame and to pretend to make a confession to one of the priests in the confessional. And he agreed to this dare and they gave him a quick instruction and the mechanics of how to go to confession and gave him some sins to say. And so he went in and apparently he lacked sort of sufficient acting skills to fool the priest who figured out pretty quickly what he was doing. Obviously he did not give him absolution, but the priest did give him a penance. The penance that he gave him, he said, I want you to walk across to the opposite side of the church. And there you will find a little chapel with a big crucifix and a man hanging on it. And he said, I want you to look up intently into the face of that man and say to him ten times, I do not care what you suffered for me on that cross. I do not care what you suffered for me on that cross. And he made it to about the seventh time and he just completely broke down and he wept. He was given in that moment a grace of faith to realize that he was looking into the face of God who had given his life for him. Today on this Good Friday, we're asked to do the same thing, to contemplate the face of God in suffering and death, who loved us to the end. And it's good for us to ask a similar question. How much do I care that Jesus suffered for me. Another way we might phrase it, how grateful am I for the suffering that Jesus underwent on this day out of love for me? Am I just slightly grateful? Or is it it a gratitude that fills my heart almost to the point where it feels like it's about to burst? Or is it somewhere in between? How grateful are we that Jesus suffered for us? I think as we examine this, and hopefully in walking you through a a few things here, I hope that by the end of it, by the end of this liturgy, by the end of this day, we all will have grown at least a little bit in our gratitude for the suffering that Jesus freely chose to take on for each of us. And so I think it might be helpful to point out what are, what are some things that can keep us from being as grateful as we should be 
for the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross, for the suffering that he underwent. What are some things that could impede that? There are many things we could say. Three of them uh, came to mind as I was pondering this question. The first one, and perhaps the most insidious one, if, if we're not aware of it, is the thought process, and this can be conscious or subconscious, the thought process that I deserve salvation, that I am entitled to salvation. This can creep up on us if we're not careful. We might think to ourselves deep down, well, Adam and Eve were the ones who messed it all up. It's not my fault. I didn't do that. So therefore, it is, it's owed to me. It's my right that God would come and save me from that. I didn't do that. That's not my fault. Or someone may even think a similar thing about their own personal sins. I'm not the one who made me with, with this attraction towards sinful things. I didn't choose this. So of course, the, the Lord better come and save me from this. Because I, I'm not the one who made me with, with this draw towards sin. So of course I'm entitled to salvation. Even if we wouldn't say it out loud like that, I feel like that is a very easy thought pattern to fall into. And we need to recognize that for a created being, for one of us, <laughs> to stand before God Himself and lay claim to some sort of right or entitlement <laughs> is about the most absurd image you could possibly dream up. It makes no sense. God is not our equal. He does not owe us anything. We are not entitled to anything. We have not deserved anything or earned anything. We have to be very careful to not let that thought process creep in. And this, I think, for many people is one of the reasons that when they think about Jesus' death on the cross, they just kind of shrug their shoulders. Huh. Thanks, Lord. It's not really a whole lot of gratitude there. Why? Because deep, deep down, they feel like it was owed to them. That they deserved it in some way. Only when we see the cross as a free gift, as a free gift of the God who loves us, will we be filled with the right kind of gratitude? If we come to God and say, Lord, I'm owed this, I have a right to salvation, He says, no, no, my son, no, my daughter. He says, nobody compels me to give anything. What I give, I choose to do so freely because I love you, because I'm your Father, not because I'm bound to it. So we must recognize, first of all, on this Good Friday, that Jesus' suffering and death on the cross was a free gift, a free gift of God to us. The second thing that can come up sometimes and, and prevent us from really being as grateful as we should for His sacrifice 
is that when we look at him on the cross, we mistakenly only see his physical suffering. That's all that we contemplate. And we think to ourselves, wow, that must have been really physically painful, that sort of torture and death. And we miss the whole fact that the deepest sufferings of Jesus, which again he freely bore for love of us, were spiritual. That if you were to place side by side his physical pain and his spiritual pain, there would just be absolutely no comparison. Feeling the weight of every sin ever committed in the entire world, from beginning of time to end, on his human soul, would have been a burden and a pain beyond anything any of us could possibly even begin to comprehend. I was trying to think of an analogy maybe to bring this out. This is going to be a bit of an, a silly image, but if you imagine that all of a sudden your physical body was just sort of expanded to be like 40,000 feet tall, your limbs are thousands of feet long, you know, your head's way up in the stratosphere, you just have a giant <laughs> physical body. And if you were to imagine that every physical pain that every human being in the history of the world has ever borne, chronic aches and pains, throbbing pains such as migraines, shooting pains, burns, diseases, on and on and on, every physical malady and pain ever in the history of the world, that somehow in this new body you were able to somehow feel all of that at once. All of the physical pain in the history of the world comes upon you in one fell swoop. That is nothing. That is nothing next to what Jesus felt spiritually in his soul as he suffered and died on the cross for us. Infinitely greater pain. And so if we just look at Jesus on the cross and we see the physical pain, we might be kind of impressed. We might think, oh wow, he had such strength and courage, such grit to be able to bear that. That would have been really painful. If that's all we see, oh, we might walk away impressed and, and that's about it. Only if we understand the scope of his spiritual pain will we have a chance when looking at him on the cross to be overwhelmed by love, which is what should happen. That is what should happen when we look at the cross. Finally, what's a, a last thing that could keep someone from really being grateful for what Jesus suffered? I think one of the big ones is that we perhaps don't realize how, how intentional his decision was in choosing this particular manner of saving us. We perhaps don't realize that he could have saved us in a whole variety of ways because he's God. So he's very deliberate in saying to himself, the way I want to save my children is by enduring unspeakable torture, pain, and death. He could have done it some other way. This is the way that he freely chose to save us. And one of the principal reasons that he chose this manner of saving us and not some other way 
is so that we finally get it through our thick skulls and our hard hearts that He loves us. That's one of the principal reasons why He chose this way. So that we would finally get it. Don't you get it? He says. Look at me here on the cross. I love you. Why do you doubt it? This is why He chose this manner of death. This manner of saving us. So we would finally get that. St. Faustina said once to the Lord, Lord, You could have saved thousands of worlds with one word. A single sigh from Jesus would have satisfied Your justice. But You Yourself, Jesus, purely out of love for us, underwent such a terrible passion. Purely out of love for us, underwent such a terrible passion. So today, on this Good Friday, we we look at the cross. We look upon Him whom we have pierced, whom we have crucified with our sins. And we ask ourselves the question, how much do I care about what Jesus suffered for me? How grateful am I for His sacrifice?